Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Jaeger CPA Review and More. This podcast is sponsored by Jaeger CPA Review, the course provider that deals only with the ASCPA blueprints. Please go to the JaegerCPAReview.com website and look at our various products and we believe in seeing is believing. And therefore, please look at our three-day free trial. Pick a subject and it'll give you three days free access unlimited to that product. And I believe that once you look at that product and see how it works, you will pick Jaeger CPA Review as your course provider. If you have any questions, you can reach us at 301-874-4900. If you press 5, you may even talk to Phil Jaeger. Take care, everyone, on your journey for the CPA exam. We wish you the best and good luck. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of CPA Review and More. We are pleased to bring you the number one podcast for CPAs and CPA candidates. If you'd like to learn more about how Jaeger CPA Review can help you, find us on our website at JaegerCPAReview.com. Now, here's your host, Phil Jaeger. This is Phil Yeager, and welcome to my podcast, CPA Review and More. And today, we're going to stay away from CPA Review, and we're going to talk about more. In fact, it's always fun to talk about more versus CPA Review. And by the way, this course, my course, is the one that sponsors this whole thing, Yeager CPA Review course. By the way, it is the best course out there, and I must say, I'm not... Well, I'm biased, you know, but no, look into our course, right? By the way, let me tell you about the CPA exam. Number of people taking it is dropping down. I don't know. Were you aware of that, Greg? I'll introduce you in a second. All I, right? I, I heard about, I heard that uh, not only were people, less, fewer people taking it, but more people were having a harder time passing it. People well, are, we can talk about that. People are, people are losing their drive and getting dumber. Those are the two trends uh, well, we're seeing. I think the AICPA is getting dumber, but that's another well, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that. But anyway, my guest today is Greg Kite. All right. Does anybody ever tell you to go fly one? All the time. That was <laughs> that was every every recess in that fourth was a grade. Sick joke. That was, <laughs> uh, Greg is unique in that he is a CPA, but that doesn't make him unique, really. All right, but he's also a comedian. Okay. All right. And by the way, Greg, are we going to see you on any shows this year in the fall lineup? Uh, no, not this year. I, I actually have a, a regular month. It's basically turned into a monthly show here in Utah called Comedy Church. And we're, we actually have been in talks about filming a pilot for Comedy Church. Uh, comedy Church? Is that because com- of the, did you say church? Like Yeah, comedy, comedy Church. Yeah. Why do you call it comedy church? Uh, two reasons. One, we always have it on Sunday night. And two, it's a comedy show about religion. Every single comedian that has any jokes at all has some jokes about God and or religion. So we bring them in. They tell their jokes about God and religion. Afterwards, me and my co-host, we interview them for uh, for a little bit. And just uh, we have a fun time talking about how religion has intersected with uh, with their lives. So it's a to- are you, totally are different. You are you a religious person? No, I'm not. I used to be. Used to be very, very much so. I'm the lost sheep. So that's a. Uh... 
So, how's your, so how's your flock going? If I may ask, my the comedy church flock, fantastic. Yeah, it's going, it's going wonderfully. So, anyway, Greg is the first CPA that I have ever met who does comedy. Okay, and we'll get into that because I think it's anyway. Craig is not a graduate of one of those online universities, so he didn't go to University of Phoenix. Nope. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to because he wanted to start a football team there at University of Phoenix. Correct? They, they 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 should have one. Seems like they've got a, a large student body to to draw from. <laughs> they so do. They it's do. harder to have practice online than it is on a field. But you know, it's, is it is, is it true that you can basically? Well, I don't want to say that they're going to end up suing me. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> no, but I listen. I have I have enough. I have enough. Uh, uh, college. I have enough years in college and higher education. I should be a neurosurgeon, but instead I'm a CPA. I actually have a, I have a, a degree in mathematics. I've got, a I, I earned, math. oh. yep. I earned a teaching certification. Did I've you got another, what do you want to be a math teacher? Yeah. Yep. And I was before being a, a, a CPA, I was a, I was a junior high math teacher for 10 years and I, I got out of it cause I couldn't stand those little bastards. So instead I decided to be a, a CPA, uh, so uh, and then I went back on my accounting those degree. Little bastards, you. <laughs> Wait, say What's that again. Age? I won't call them little. Oh, uh, 13, 14. I was eighth grade. Was my uh, was mostly what I taught. So they, yeah, they could be a pain, right? Yeah, yeah, they they could. And it, well, and actually, the funny thing was, I didn't. I really didn't have too much of a difficult time. Uh, a, as a teacher with them and with their honorary behavior. Uh, but what but what I found out and one of the reasons why I needed to get out of it is as a teacher, if I because I love to be funny, I love to have a good time. If you're deal, if you're the teacher and you're with a classroom of 13 and 14 year olds and you and you start to have fun, all of a sudden they're all like going, oh, it's recess. And then you lose them for the rest of the period. And so and you have to be extra mean to get them back on track and to settle them down. So what it turned out is I just spent all day every day being you know just being very very serious very business this is this is the quadratic formula and you need to know it so sit down and and be good and recite it back to me and that just wasn't a lot of fun for me so that was so, one of the things so that motivated what, me to how get did out. you get into accounting i mean why what made you want to become a cpa Oh, uh, when, so when I was in middle school, actually, uh, my mom, she started, she's a pharmacist. She started her own farm. She opened her own pharmacy, uh, with some partners and as partnerships tend to do within 18 months, they hated each other like to death. Yeah. And so they, so her partners <laughs> bounced out. She had a vacuum of, uh, you know, it was, it was a attracting and retaining uh, talent kind of situation she had. So I wound up at the store after school, I think right in the uh, summer between eighth and ninth grade. And she's like, Hey, you're, you're now a cashier here at my store. And I, I started as a cashier. I started doing the books for her at her drugstore, just that, you know, the real easy stuff back on a 13 column ledger pad, uh, in the back room. And, uh, and I did that for all of high school. And I really, really enjoyed the work of just doing the bookkeeping from a mom's drugstore. So when I went to college, it was like, should I do math? Should I do accounting? And I chose wrong and did math. <laughs> And once I found out that was the wrong choice, I went back and did accounting. Why did you say bookkeeping was fun? What did you find fun about bookkeeping? Uh, it, it was, you know, it's, it's, 
It's the the neatness and knowing that you got the right answer. Because again, a lot of what I did, and I can't I can't remember why or what I was doing, but I remember on the 13 column analysis pad, you you know, you totaled up all the rows vertically, you totaled them up all horizontally, and then you totaled those up. And then if the numbers matched, you go, I nailed it. And just there's sort of a sense of satisfaction of going, this ledger sheet is perfect. Also, I found out that when I was doing 10 key work, I could almost, I could literally almost do it asleep. And even though like there was times where I I almost would, it it was almost meditative or it would put me in a trance just doing all these columns on the 10 key. Uh, And so um, what I found is I could, I could get myself almost to sleep and keep doing it. And I didn't have to worry about it because again, if the numbers didn't match, they didn't match and I'd know. So I wasn't worried about making a big mistake. The only thing I was worried about is having to do it again. So you didn't plug numbers, did you? No. Not at all. Good. No, no, sir. Is this a test? No, sir. Never did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember, we the code of professional ethics. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm on it. Yeah, it says don't plug. Don't plug numbers. Yeah, that's in there. That's a section sixty three dash one hundred four dash two. Uh, it was dash three. I'm sorry. Oh, that. well, well, it, <laughs> it kind of it starts in two, and it that really is, hits uh, the sweet the sweet spots three. You're right. <laughs> so anyway, were you born in Utah? Is that uh, where were you born? I was born in Akron, Ohio. Me and LeBron James, both born in Akron, you were Ohio. Born together. We were we, we were born. In, he was in the room next to my mom. That's what I, I was think told. That's great. Uh, and you, you're still good friends, I hope. We we are. I mean, we've never met, um, and we were born. I'm sure at least a couple decades apart. But uh, but yeah, just tight tight as as tight can be. You so like yeah, bo- bo- yeah, born in born in Akron, Ohio. My mom moved out to uh, moved me and my brother out to uh, Washington State. I lived just outside of Seattle. That was all my growing up. I don't don't remember uh, Ohio at all because I was an infant. Uh, but did most of my growing up in in Seattle. Went to the University of Washington. That's where my math degree is is from. Is out there. So Seattle's a beautiful city. You it's, know, it it's wonderful. Yeah, very expensive, right? Extremely it is expensive. now. It is now. When I when I was there, uh, like growing up, Microsoft became a thing while I was in Seattle. So uh, the east side of Seattle, the east side of Lake Washington blew up and became the super fancy rich place to, to live. But then and Boeing was always there. So my both of my grandparents worked for Boeing. But now that it's the epicenter of of uh, Amazon, it's really taken off because Costco. Yeah. So those are those are really the big four out in Seattle is your Microsoft but Boeing to a lesser extent because they moved their headquarters to Chicago. Gosh, uh, in the I think in the early 2000s. Um, but oh, yeah, by the way, I'm not looking at my watch. There's maybe <laughs> I'll tell you something. I started that course in 1977, all right, when I was 86. And uh, <laughs> no, I, I started and we had a live course. Live course. I because I, I really like standing in front of people and yeah, I would tell them I'm teaching CPA review and I'm you know, I'm coming up with these examples that just whatever came into my head. Yeah, and I remember at the end of the cycle, someone would come up to me and they say, who writes your jokes? And I said, <laughs> not as it just comes with, you know, what comes to my mind. But I like to stand in front of people and yeah. I do like to make people laugh. So, but anyway, I, uh, I remember I had, a, I went to University of Rhode Island. Okay. You want to interview me now? I went yeah. to University yeah. of Rhode Island and uh, we had to declare our major 
in our freshman year. Really? Wow. Yeah. And it's the old, uh, I remember uh, Jackie Mason recently passed away. Great uh-huh. comedian. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. And the big thing is the difference between Jews and Gentiles, you know? Uh-huh. And he says, well, you know, uh, in a Jewish household, if you have the son is a genius, he becomes a doctor. All right. And if he's not that bright, he becomes a lawyer. And if he's really, all right, uh, yeah. if there's something wrong with him, he becomes an accountant. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so I couldn't be a doctor so, in the sight of blood. Uh, law school, uh, mm, I like business law, but I, I couldn't, you know, do all that research stuff. Oh. So anyway, uh, my mother said, you're going to be a CPA. You're going to be an accountant. Because most of the people around me in Long Island, where I live, all right, they uh-huh. were making the money back then. They were CPAs. Mm-hmm. It was different. Yeah. So I said, oh, God, I don't want to be a, an accountant. Gee, so I started it. And I hated it. I hated it. Oh, no. Second year, I said, I want to switch into another major. So yeah. That's to me. If you switch into another major, we're not paying for your school. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're uh, you were. You're strong-armed into in, into staying. I think as I was a, strong-armed and also drugged up to stay in the yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but, but no, I can't. But I came out and I said uh, when I graduated, uh, I, I'm not going to become a CPA. This is all garbage. And you know, I used to, <laughs> you know, one of my my first jobs was with Seedman and Seedman, which is now BDO Seedman, and okay. I worked out on Wall Street. And uh-huh. they had a lot of banks for clients. And I remember they put me, they always put you on the audit staff when you first start. Right. Okay? So yeah. I knew, I knew, first of all, I knew the hours were ridiculous during tax season. Yeah. And all right. So what happens? My first audit, we have to go into a bank vault and count securities. Okay. You know, and uh, yeah, just thrilling. Uh, yeah. Thrilling. And, and, you know, back then we had to wear suits. Yeah. And a tie and a white shirt, white shirts. And uh, I'm sitting sweating bullets in this <laughs> lousy vault with another guy who was also, we were considered junior accountants. You know? Yeah, sure. Have, today, I don't think they call them juniors when they come out. What but, are they? Yeah. They, yes. I think they usually call them staff. I think you're called staff yeah. accountant. Yeah. But they used to have, we used to be junior accountants. And then you became a senior accountant. Yeah. And then a light heavyweight. It was like a (laughs) right, right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So anyway, I was there for uh, two years, and I finally got out of there. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to do something else, but every time I went to a search firm, you know, they figured, hey, it'd be easier to place them in a you know an accounting firm. We got commission. Right. Right. I wanted to do marketing. Okay. And they all said, well, it's an you know, admirable area to go into and you'll do well, but all right, you'll do better with accounting. Yeah, so anyway, right. that's, so I got in uh, and then I decided just, I just really don't like this. What can I do? Well, I taught a class part-time at Fairleigh Dickinson University in Jersey. Uh-huh. And I really liked standing there and teaching. And I did it part-time. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is what I would like to do. I applied to different community yeah. colleges and I didn't yeah. have a CPA at the time. And I got a job at a community college, which I loved. It was a small college yeah. in Annapolis, <laughs> Maryland. Probably uh-huh. And uh, I said, this is a great job. Because I was only 27, 28 years old. And the students I had were maybe a few years younger than I was. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because every every Thursday, Friday, we played football. We actually played football. Yeah. Is it? Oh, 
that person is miscalling and let us. Anyway, so we would play football, touch football, and it was really great. It was more like a <laughs> a, a family type thing. Yeah, that's cool. Because we had, I had four people who started working at the same time I did. And uh, anyway, then I left there and went to another a University of Baltimore. Okay, but yeah. When I was at this community college, they made me director of accounting. <laughs> you just you were successful despite yourself. So, well, but but I'll yeah. t- I'll tell you I I get your, your whole trajectory I get that and that's that's similar to me. So I was I was a I was a junior high math teacher. While I was a math teacher, I started doing stand up comedy. Uh, then I changed my careers. I became a I became an accountant. I got my my license uh, as a CPA. Started. I've spent one year at a firm because in the state of Utah, I think most states are like that. You need to have one year of experience working under the direct supervision of a yeah. CPA. And see, when I was when I got the CPA, all right, uh-huh. because they made me director of accounting, so I figured I better take the CPA exam, all right, because who right. was the yeah. director? Of, yeah. So yeah. But when I passed the exam, it was a certification. That's what it was called. It wasn't a license. Okay. So I got my as soon as I passed the exam, I got my certificate, and yeah. if I wanted to practice, I get a license. Today, okay. the AI CPA has changed their position with this experience requirement, and that's uh-huh. what's actually turning people off. Is it okay? Because that was the thing. So I passed the test while I was uh, yeah, it was one year, generally one no, year. No, it wasn't. I, I wasn't even done. I wasn't eligible to sit because I had to get my. Because I was when I was at the firm, I I just started my master's program, so I hadn't. I I didn't have my license yet. I'd started my master's program. I was with them for exactly. Well, here's the thing. I was with them for exactly one year, and I think most states they define what a year means as two thousand hours. Yeah, hours. They go by. So so I had a. So I was like I was planning my escape from this accounting firm the whole time, and so two weeks prior to my year being up, I was talking with one of my clients going, Hey, if you hired me on here, I think it'd be great for you. It'd be great for me. Let's make this happen. He goes, boom. I love it. And I was like, but not yet. I got to have this two, you know, this, this one year requirement He's like, right on. And so I planned out when I'd give my two week, I planned my, to give my two week notice one week before my year was up to give me a week of padding in terms of that hour, just so it was indisputable that I had my year worth of experience. And so as soon as I gave my notice, my 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 soon-to-be boss called the managing partner at my firm, and he was like, hey, listen, Tim, let's stop screwing around. Greg hates working there. I need him over here. How about you cut him loose now? And I'm like, no, no, no. You got a raise? I uh, I did quickly. I did at, the, at first. It was kind of a lateral move, but then they gave me a bunch of raises at the at the new uh, company I worked for. But I had I had to be I had to be like, no, I can't leave yet because I gotta have my my two thousand hours. So I went back through all of my timesheets for the year and I totaled up how many hours I had. And I was like, listen, I hit two thousand hours on Tuesday. So how about Tuesdays, my last day? And they were and the managing partner, my new boss, they were both like, that's great. And so on Tuesday, even I was like, well, I, I hit 2000 hours at 1141 AM. So am I coming back? I am coming. Oh, I am coming back after lunch. Okay. I'll see you after lunch. And then I'll, then I'll get, I'll move. Well, over. Did they make you a lunch when you, no, no, <laughs> no, they, they, uh, yeah, they, they were not my exit, my exit interview with that firm. I think they were just disappointed. They put a fair amount of time and investment into me into building up my skills, skills for their knowledge. firm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I bounced right out before they really got any return on that investment. So they weren't, they weren't super happy with that. So there was a, there was a, 
the exit interview was was a lot of us not saying out loud that we were both kind of glad that they, <laughs> so they were they were they were upset with me. I wasn't a fan of them, so we we didn't say that out loud and suffered through an exit interview, and then I left. So, well, you're happy now, but, aren't you? Oh. Yeah, I'm totally happy. Oh, but this is where I was going with that too. So while I was with them, I started teaching QuickBooks classes at a community. Oh, no, sorry. It was the University of Utah's Extension School. Okay. And I loved doing that. It was a blast. Very similar to what you were talking about. You get up and people are like, oh my gosh, this guy actually has a personality and he's teaching yeah. me the most boring topic on the planet. And there's a lot of there's a lot that comes with that. And, and over the years, I've actually, I do a whole lot of CPE uh, teaching that I do I, uh, through CPA Academy is one of the yeah, basic, that. right, right. the main that's the main one that I teach through right now. CPA Academy do uh, mostly teach on ethics and fraud, but there's some other topics that get tossed in there as well. So, well, there really are no ethics in public accounting. I don't know what they teach you, for. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, there's I, no ethic. There's no ethics, but there's ethics no training. Ethics. People yeah, have to learn it. Yeah. So. Well, you know, you got to do this. And by the way. Uh, how much are you paying us for the fee? Oh, right. You'll get an unqualified opinion. Right, exactly. Oh, that's that's the biggest joke, being independent, but also the fact that you eat because your client pays you money. That's... Oh, uh, we're not client we're, buy for lunch? What's that? The client with the lunch. No, no they, they pay the firm and the firm pays your salary and you go to the grocery store with the money that the, that the firm gives you. So you're not into, you're not independent. Well, it's funny. I even, I remember learning in the ethics stuff as CPAs, we needed to be uh, ethical in fact and in appearance. Yeah, right. And the whole appearance thing bugged me. Cause it's like, if you're, if you're really ethical, who cares if you look ethical or not, just as long as you are. And then, and then you take a step back and go, Oh wait, our entire profession, all we're trying to do is appear independent because in reality there's no way to say that we're truly independent from a client that you know an auditor that's independent is an irs auditor because they're not paid by the oh, taxpayer yeah, directly if, if you go so, with the irs and they help you and you say hey i'm getting a cup of coffee you want it oh no i'm sorry right i can't take your coffee yeah yeah i said what am i gonna bribe you with a cup of coffee <laughs> right ridiculous. right well in utah they, they not only would they not take that bribe but they would feel just uh spiritually offended by that as well well i have to tell you that i think what's happening with the profession now because i i discussed with you number of people taking the exam is dropping like uh you know it's unbelievable yeah and uh you know and i i'm part of this uh uh approved course providers you know with Becker and all these other ones. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, I we we used to meet twice a year, but with the pandemic, we do these on Zoom now. Yeah. And they did come out with a new exam July 1st. Auditing changed. And that's okay. because they hired from Ernst and Young, all right, a brand new guy to take make up the auditing exam, maybe the other parts too. So his whole thing is now. CPA is a practice to do public accounting. Okay. All right. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's that's all. So he he really the, this new, you know, the blueprints. They have blueprints now telling you what they're going to ask and that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, they just added uh, to the auditing part of the exam a good 20, 25 new blueprints. Oh yeah. Okay. And I was looking at this and I said, God, who know who? You know, what's the factors for this and what's the factors for that? And yeah, you know, and I thought, God, you know, 
what do you try to do? Encourage or discourage? Because right. that would discourage people as a Oh, absolutely. When I was taking the exam, actually, I finished the mm. exam right before I was one of the last groups to get through the exam before they started including IFRS in the exam. And that was big motivation for me is just going, that's one less thing I have to study if I can pass it before August or whatever it was when I was trying to get through it. So the deal is with the IFRS now? uh, No, what's the deal with the IFRS? It's not. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, and so taking the exam, how did, how, cause did you take it when you had to, when it was paper pencil, had to do it all in one? Yeah, we, we had to take all four parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was two and a half days. <laughs> uh, and we all sat, uh, the people in Maryland, we sat at the Baltimore Civic Center. Okay. Right. And uh, every time we took it, if you took it in May, the circus was always in town. Oh, because you would hear the elephants. <laughs> you know, no. you're upstairs with with 2,500 people taking uh, exam. Jeez. And then downstairs, you hear the, the elephants and all that. And they smell too. Sure. And, I'm sure. Know, but yeah, we took it all four parts. And you know something? Amazingly, you know, people passed the exam. The demand for the exam was really up there. Yeah. Right? They had a good 5,000 people taking the exam twice a year. Yeah. Just in Maryland. Yeah. And that's, that's not even counting D.C. or Virginia, which is, you know, tri-state right. area. Right. But, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they, the auditing I made very difficult. And yeah. I, I go yeah. to these meetings only for one reason. All right. Uh-huh. I have a big mouth. Okay. And <laughs> oh, for the meetings when they're like planning oh, yeah, the changes. For the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gotcha. And the rest of them sit oh. there like, you know, you know, they don't care. All they care about is <clears throat> how are we gonna lie to the students and tell them we have 90% passing rates, all right? And the AICPA does nothing about it. Right. All right. Huh. And, then, well, and then I ethics. Then, yeah, I say, hey, how's the ethics? <laughs> Yeah. I remember I went out to lunch with the director of examination and I said to him, who do you protect? And he says, well, the purpose of the exam is to protect the public. Mm, so I right. said to him, well, who protects the candidates? Oh, that's not our problem. You know? Huh. And uh, so I said to him, well, you know, I could actually get out of the profession now and, you know, I don't need to work in this profession or any profession, but you know what? I am going to be the, you know, the, Talk. I'm going to be the person against the students, and that's why I got the podcast originally. Just you know, and uh, yeah, and you know something, people don't want to listen to that. You know, the students. I mean, I don't say anything really nasty about anyone specifically. Well, I sort of, <laughs> yeah, I knock our competitors because Are you sure all, nothing they say on the internet. The internet's not regulated. Uh, no. Anyway, no. 91%, not 91% pass rates, 92%. And uh-huh. I say, who believes this garbage? Right, right, and right. So, and then I, you know, I, I say to the guy in New York, I said, why don't you do something about this? He said, well, we're not here to protect the candidates. Yeah. Uh, so I said, well, God, I mean, they're the ones who are becoming CPAs. Right. right. And the fact is, if, if they do find out that those passing rates are phony, all right, a bright one would say, you know, how come they let that go? That's really unethical. Right. <laughs> well, now right. it's a new thing. The exam well, changing in two years again. I did see about that where uh, what it like you you can have like an emphasis. There's like the core parts, but then you can right. be like 
you can have an emphasis in tax or an emphasis in uh, I, like in technology, I think. Yeah, it's IT, uh, tax compliance or financial accounting or all okay. okay. Yeah. All right. But, but you but, take a core exam first. Yeah, right. And then you take your special, your little specialty exam. No, but, no, 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 no. Now, oh. there's actually a seminar today uh, uh, that they were going to talk about this because no one really understands. Uh, yeah. So anyway, but I couldn't attend. You gave up that seminar for me? Jeez. I, uh, that, yeah, no, I said to myself, Phil, that's what I call myself. I said, Phil. <laughs> I can't cancel out on this guy again. Okay. Yeah. Just not right. Right. My, <laughs> wife said, my wife who likes you without knowing him, she says, you can't do that again to him. So I said, right. No, I don't want to come across as a real. She's like, listen, I'm having, I'm having ear surgery. There's this no, major. No, 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 no this, well, no, no, we'll say it's surgery. I'm having ear surgery. There's this major meeting that's going to affect the rest of your career. But you know what you need to do? You need to get on with that Jeff guy and talk to him about his yuck, yuck jokes. Well, I was, so. more, I said to myself, being a kind person, I am right. The heart. I yeah. said, you know, I can't. Uh, disappoint Jeff, although his name is Craig. <laughs> right. Well, and I and I looked myself in the mirror and I said, "Hey, listen, Jeff," because I, I actually call myself Jeff. Uh, yeah. And he and 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 then I say back, "What, Greg?" And then I say, "Well, listen, Jeff, you need to you need to tell some jokes when you're on that podcast with Phil Yeager." But but here's what I'd really like to do, if you'd care to take the time, can I tell you my best CPA exam story? I, I, I'm ready. Is this and a this, joke? Is this a joke? No, no, this is a true story. I used this to have is, a laugh track. Uh, this is no, 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 you don't need that. And not only that, this I think this is like a major hack for taking the 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 test. Is and, and here's what happens. So the very first section I take was the audit section. And as you know, you're in there, and if you have to, you can take a potty break, but they don't stop the clock for you. So the clock right. is still right. ticking. And I took it at this, I took it at this exam center that also was up at the University of Utah. Was it Prometrics at the time? Yeah, Prometrics. Yeah. Okay, yeah and, and it was awesome because about three quarters of the way through the exam, I have to go to the bathroom. And I go up to the front and I say, Hey, where's the, the bathroom? And she says, It's at the it's at the end of the longest hall that humans have ever made in the history of humanity. It's like, that's the men's room, the women's room right outside the front door. The men's room was like a quarter mile hike. So I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to have dignity. So I'm not running to the bathroom, but I'm like power walking to the bathroom and, and back and I get back in and I, and I'm finishing up the test. And, and seriously, there was whatever the written portion of the test was where you had to, you know, have like a, tell them how you do your auditing task or whatever like that. I wrote my last sentence and I reread it. And I said, I don't think I like how, and I like, I like had to do, you know, back, backspace, 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 and fill in the word again. And as I, my last keystroke of changing the last couple words of the last sentence of that, that was my time and the, and the, the computer shut down and I was going, dang, if I, if I had that time back, from running back and forth to the men's room that was a hundred miles away, I would have had you know some some extra padding to be able to do that. So I'm telling somebody at work about this about this this story about how far away the bathroom was and just barely having time to finish the test, which I did pass by the way. So I did you know so so even despite the the timeout for the bathroom still pass it. But but just jokingly, she was like, "You should you should have worn Depends when you were there," and I was like, "Oh my gosh." That's brilliant. That's brilliant. brilliant. So you brilliant started idea. selling the pens there. 
So I no. So on. So I didn't take her advice. I, well, I must have already taken the other two exact because that's. It seemed like that keep, kept happening to me. But I was at different testing centers where the bathrooms weren't as far away. But I thought that was so hilarious that I was like, my very last section was reg, and I was like, I am buying depends, and I'm suiting up, and I'm gonna go, and I'm not gonna take a single potty break for this last section. And I think it was the shortest section, and it was the only one of the four that I didn't have to use the bathroom in. But I'll tell you what you don't suit up like that and not use it so i forced myself to go to the bathroom in the testing center uh just on principle uh and again passed it and one of the most embarrassing thing was afterwards i went to the restroom in the testing center and removed it and i didn't i assumed that it'd be just like a one person bathroom but it was one of the big ones and i know that people knew that i was taking an adult type for that bathroom but yeah good good all that to say that that could be the difference between passing and failing is if you if you uh wear yourself an adult diaper to take your test i'm saying it's it's a proven well, method i don't know if you can do that anymore because they check everything when you come in there i mean they they ver- well, they probably have to check the diaper yeah, well but if they do i mean i don't think there's any rules against wearing a diaper well, no. to the yeah it's so. like i tell the people you know uh, you see my board here uh-huh big board you want to do your calculations doesn't say you can't take a big white board in there <laughs> all right yeah nice so, but no now it's four hours apart four hours per part per wait per part every per single part. one yeah. dang that's ridiculous. I think the longest it's different, ty- it's, it's different problems, different types of problems. Yeah. 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 Crazy. That's nuts. And, ridiculous. But they give a 15 minute break for each part that doesn't go against the four hours. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. But you, if you go to the bathroom, all right, they don't stop the clock. You're, you're out. You finish the exam. Oh, right. what? Yeah. Oh, you don't get back in if you leave. That will, oh wow, that's that's brutal. You can leave, yeah. Well, I don't know where you, you well, probably can stay around uh for 15 minutes. Uh you know, yeah, or go to the bathroom. I think you go to the bathroom. Yeah, but that's it. You know? If you leave outside of the break, you're done. Yeah, See you next time. Yeah. If you have a wow. prune, if you have prune Danish, you're in deep trouble. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, that's all the more reason that you gotta you gotta suit up in the adult diaper before you go. It's really I'm gonna say that's best practice, and I think you should outline that in your course. The adult diaper. Yeah. I don't know if they allow that anymore. You might be uh, right. Maybe you wrote all the FASVs on there. <laughs> <laughs> on the adult diaper, you can do that on your on your regular looking, underpants. Yeah, you can, yeah. you can do that. You can do that in your own underpants. That's the same. They're not. They're, there's no uh, higher exposure, uh, and I use that word on purpose. Uh, that, that, that that they have with adult diapers than with regular uh, regular drawers. They are crazy on security now. You know, you can't bring a watch in. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, the people are under pressure as it is. All right. Yeah. Did you have a clock in front of you going off down? Yeah, down it was. Down? I think there was a clock embedded in the testing software, so it was right there telling you just how scared you need to be at any given moment. Like a bomb, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Thank you so much for listening to Jaeger CPA Review and more. As a token for our appreciation for your listenership, we'd like to offer you ten percent off your next purchase with Jaeger CPA Review. Save between fifty to one hundred and fifty dollars with code PODCAST10. If you'd like more information, look us up on JaegerCPAReview.com. 
And as always, if you've enjoyed this show, please rate and review on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to you tuning in next time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Jaeger CPA Review and More. This podcast is sponsored by Jaeger CPA Review, the course provider that deals only with the ASCPA blueprints. Please go to the JaegerCPAReview.com website and look at our various products and we believe in seeing is believing. And therefore, please look at our three-day free trial. Pick a subject and it'll give you three days free access unlimited to that product. And I believe that once you look at that product and see how it works, you will pick Jaeger CPA Review as your course provider. If you have any questions, you can reach us at 301-874-4900. If you press 5, you may even talk to Phil Jaeger. Take care, everyone, on your journey for the CPA exam. We wish you the best and good luck. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of CPA Review and More. We are pleased to bring you the number one podcast for CPAs and CPA candidates. If you'd like to learn more about how Jaeger CPA Review can help you, find us on our website at JaegerCPAReview.com. Now, here's your host, Phil Jaeger. How many semesters of auditing did you take? Oh, geez, I don't. I Is it can't. one, two? I, can't, I honestly can't remember. Probably, I think I had to probably take at least two auditing classes, maybe three. Well, most schools have one semester of auditing. Okay. Now, you can take a second semester, and they call that advanced auditing. Okay. All right. And maybe people take that advanced auditing and the extra credits to get the 150. Hours. Okay. Right. All right. But, <laughs> all right, they have made this so complicated. Two courses in auditing would not be enough. You'd have to have oh. three to four courses in auditing. And most yeah. schools don't have that. Okay. Right. All right. And then the people who are teaching them this stuff, they all have PhDs. They never stepped inside an office. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's absolutely, I mean, that, that was, I remember that being something that my teachers told me about the CPA exam, where it's like, you're going to study your brains out to have all this book knowledge about all these areas that you're at most going to use a third of the of anything you learn to get your exam. And then even after that, once you get into your career, you're going to find that A, people are going to spell out exactly what you need to do and tell you exactly how to do it. And, and, and B, uh, the, yeah, anything that says it's like a practical portion of the test is so not at all what the real life accounting well, they're is. They're going like. crazy. There's a lot of IT stuff now on the exam. Okay. Digital analytics. Okay. You know? And mm-hmm. here we go again. All right. Most students don't get really IT in college. They're, yeah. they're first starting to introduce it. All right. So the people, they don't know it. And, well, you know, all I'm saying is it turns people off. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because right? they changed it July 1st. All right. All of a sudden, what do you do? July 1st, they change it, change it gradually. Hell no, they throw a bomb at you. Yeah. And that's a turnoff. Yeah. And they forget at the ICPA, you know, this certificate is a business. Okay. All right. If we don't get people taking the exam or get them through, 
my membership's going to drop. All right. But now they got people working there who are on a, uh, I think an ego trip or something. Uh, you know, throw, you know, the CPA is a license to practice. But you know what you just said about you can pick a specialization? Yeah. Right. That uh, picking a specialization, I don't think it's the second part of the exam. All right. You can okay. go, for example, you find a firm that uh, you can do information technology in. Now, even if you do that, they don't give you a certificate that you get. You have a specialization in IT. All right. You just do it. Now, right. this is the fallacy, though. The experience requirement is still one year of public accounting or one year working under a CPA. Right. So they're saying, wait a minute, you have to do that before you get your CPA license, even though your specialization is IT. Right. right? So right. We're, we're still basically saying to you, you have to be someone working in public accounting. And if you don't like public accounting, yeah, go find someone who's a CPA who you work under, under, per, uh, under penalties of perjury, will right. sign that they... What did they do? What is that changing? You know, yeah, yeah. that's such a, it's, they're still saying, uh, yeah, we'll go along. We're going to, we're going to basically, you know, give into this that, yeah, you could go into IT or uh, you can go into uh, taxes. All right. But really, in the long run, we don't really give a damn about that because no. you're still going to get that experience requirement. Right. All right. Right. But if you're going to, you know, someone wants to specialize in IT, where would you want to get your experience requirement in? Right. And I know there's a lot of firms that do have. I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a, a firm that was of a decent size that didn't have like an IT consulting branch That's of correct. what they did. But at the same time, there's plenty, there's plenty to do. I mean, if you're looking, if you get a job in industry, you're not going to in your IT, even uh, if they, you have a financial yeah, specialty. Yeah. And you see, the problem is they used to get a lot of people from industry, federal government, all right? Yeah. They can't meet the experience requirement. They yeah. turned them off. Right. All right. Yeah. But I just want, you know, the exam that's really doing well now uh -huh. is the CMA exam. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Those people aren't stupid. They see <laughs> that. <laughs> no one wants to take the CPA exam in China, you know? Uh -huh. uh, and in China, as long as you get some type of American uh, certification, they will give you a tremendous increase. Okay. Meanwhile, number of people in CMA, it's gone up 60%. No kidding. Wow. And what's happening? The CPA, all right, because we are an ethical profession, all right? Uh -huh. And so what if the numbers are going down, okay? All right? We'll bring in uh, people who want to be accountants or presently fixing shoes. They don't care what they're going to do. That was a stupid analogy, actually. But anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway. I want to hear some jokes. All right, let's. Yeah, how many jokes you got? I got one, re just ready to one go. Joke? I got one I, joke. I gave well, you such I, a buildup that yeah, you know, I said this guy's got hundreds well, of jokes. All right, <laughs> and he's written his own book hey. uh, with Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> oh geez, yeah. First off, I'm what horribly filthy. I don't think that the language in most of my jokes would would be something that you'd like on your podcast, on your family friendly podcast that you have here. But are you a member of the ASCPA? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, me me too. And that's and and again, because I sw I switched careers from um, 
junior high math to accounting. And that was in my late thirties. So I knew that I was catching, that I had a lot of catch up to do. So one of the things that I did religiously, I became a student member of the AICPA. I started getting the journal of accountancy and I would read the journal of accountancy from cover to cover every month. Cause I was like, this is what, this is what you got to do to make up a decade. Everybody else in my same station was 10 years younger than me. So I'm doing this. I don't care. Even if I don't understand what I'm reading, I'm doing it. And I read some of the the most boring things ever written by doing that as a matter. And there was this one, there was this one article that I came across. The headline was IRS wins case, uh, wins historic credit fund case is what it was. IRS wins historic credit fund case. And I go, well, I can't skip this article because apparently it's a historic case. That's going to change everything that happens about taxes. So I start reading this article and it turns out the name of the defendant in the case was historic credit fund. It wasn't a historic case. It was, that was their, that was their name. And and well, so listen, it ticked me off because I put so much, because, because I had to read this horrible thing about a I don't even, didn't even know what a credit, I still don't know what a credit fund is, but even though it ticked me off that I wasted that time, it also, Phil, it also gave me a dream. And the dream that it gave me is that one day I'm going to open my own business uh, and it's going to be it's going to be a C-Corp. We are never going to pay taxes. We are never going to file taxes. We're going to be so uncompliant with the IRS that they will find us and they will prosecute us. And the name of my company is going to be called Ridiculous Abuse of Power, just so that I can see the headline that says IRS wins case with ridiculous abuse of power. That's all. That's all I want. Uh, in life, does, that is work? Just that. does that work in Utah? Isn't that a conservative state? Oh, it it kills. That seems like more like a liberal view, is it? <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. Every it doesn't matter if you're a, a red state or a blue state, everybody hates the IRS. So it it's a they're they're universally loathed. I mean, if well, you see behind me, there's the there's Quentin Tarantino, and he there's a lot of people that die in Quentin Tarantino films, and he's found that there's there's four different types of people that you can kill just in a movie and everybody's going to stay on board. It's Nazis, it's uh it's KKK members, it's zombies and it's IRS agents. Those are the four that everybody's on board for just mass Does he destruct- have a movie out on IRS agents. I- no. No, I'm <laughs> no. But I but you I know did, Tar- I did write to him. If Tar- I'll tell you what, if Tarantino writes a movie where the bad guys are IRS agents, I am going to own that uh in a heartbeat. Here's a good one. All right. My son is a zombie CPA. Okay. That could be a good one. That that's yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And and no one no one knows the difference. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah, I always felt that uh I I would have liked, you know, I can't tell jokes. That's really the problem. I mean, I can say things that are maybe funny, at least yeah. me or whatever. But you know what? I forget jokes. Uh-huh. My wife, she remembers the jokes. And then yeah. if I try to tell a joke, she says, you screwed up the punchline. I said, oh, what did I say? You know, but anyway, let's talk about your comedy church, all right? Oh. All right? And by the way, you're starting to look like a rabbi. I thought I might say that. Uh, oh, okay. Right, but nice, anyway. yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it looks good. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. It got more unmanageable the longer that the pandemic lasted. This is this is much longer than my pre-pandemic beard. So is there any COVID on your beard? Yeah. No, uh, no, I brush it out every morning. Good, good. So oh, very well, fine tooth comb. Tell us about your comedy church, okay? 
And by the way, please state it's not a religious experience. It's no, no. I have to state that before every show. We have really? to have a disclaimer where it's like because I swear there's pe- there have been people that have come to the show thinking that it's church that's funny, and then they see how how not uh church it is but they're such nice people they stay for the whole show anyways regardless oh, you, have of how an com- you have an audience oh yeah 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 that's oh. that's the thing we're deep in utah so we've been we've been having audiences for months and months and months uh, how many just- people are in your audience how many people you get it, we get well the room the room maxes out at 350 we've never sold out a show but i think we've gotten up to 200 250 on a couple shows wow that's so, impressive yeah and uh, my card in case no, yeah, yeah, and hand it out. That well, we're we're looking for sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor a comedy church show, we'll put this is up gotta, by Jaeger Jaeger CPA review. I'd have to do some analysis to see if it <laughs> No, I mean right. uh, how many accounts you have in there? Uh, like, oh, zero. One, well, no, one because me. That's it. It's uh yeah. The, and believe I it or you not, took my comp- competitor, Decker, right? What? No, because, I no, who did I? I can't even remember who I took. Roger it, Phillips. It might have been Roger. It was just I just got the books. I no, listen, I bought my four books to study for the exam out of the trunk of another student who decided she didn't want to take the test anymore. So, or no, no, no. No, it was because of the IFRS stuff. So she sold me her books because she knew that she wasn't gonna be taking it till after the change, and her books were for for pre-IFRS stuff. So I bought them. It it felt like we were doing a drug deal in the parking lot of the uh of the college where we were both getting our MBAs from. Do you so. still have those books with the Ifers in them? I don't. I don't. Uh, no, like I said, you know mine didn't. Mine did You know, on the book market. I mean, you can make a killing. Yeah. Oh, really? With the uh, all the collectors, all the CPA <laughs> exam review collectors oh, out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I. We tell the people it's still on the exam. So no. we tell them the old books. No, but but listen, here's the thing. So so comedy church, it's just if you're in Salt Lake City on a Sunday, look at Wise Guy's website. You can come to podcast? Is it a podcast? No, no, it's not. It's a live show. It's always been a live show. But we're on cameras, you have cameras and everything. We we have cameras, but we don't broadcast it. It's just a live show. You gotta come, gotta come in person to these shows. But here's a couple things. I am I'm gonna say I'm I am the cartoonist of the accounting profession. Go on Instagram and I'm I'm exposure drafts at exposure drafts. Right. Say, is say my, that a little slower in case people go ahead. go to Instagram at exposure drafts and that's my cartoon series. Uh you can also find a, a catalog of those on my LinkedIn page and on my Twitter which are both Greg Kite Kite spelled with a y instead of an i. Um I also like I said I do uh I teach courses on CPA Academy uh, about once a month. Um so you can check those out. Uh and I'm actually I I was on a I had a, a 10-year accounting firm management podcast called The Thrivecast that I did since 2011. Just I just bounced off of that uh, podcast uh, mid-year 2021, but I'm starting a new one called Oh My Fraud, which is a true crime fraud <laughs> podcast. And oh we're doing it. Oh My Fraud. I like that. It's a nice. Yeah, it's decent. And so that's that's not out yet. That should We should be uh, dropping our first episodes in uh, early November. And the cool thing about that is that it's through a, a platform called Earmark, and they figured out how to get NASBA certification for podcasts. So you can listen to it and then go online, uh, take a quick uh, quiz about what we talked about and get some uh, CPE credit. Uh, you know, how many followers? Are you on LinkedIn? Yeah. 
How many followers do you have? Uh, I have, I don't, I don't keep track. I got, I got 11. I'm, I'm two followers away from 11,000 on Twitter. So uh, 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 we're going to, we're going to send you a note. Maybe you'll let us uh, put those on your platform, on, my, on your platform. Okay. Can you put, of course, yeah. on your platform? All sure. Right? Hey, sure. And we'll put your, your name, whatever you want. We'll put it on our platform. Nice. I got 25,000 followers on LinkedIn. Heck yeah. Nice. Yeah. I probably, I, I maybe have 2,500. Well, most of them though are deceased, but uh, <laughs> actually that would work out for comedy church. The families might be. Interested. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We could do a service for them. Do any weddings on that? Too? No, no. Oh. but, but my, my partner in comedy church, he, he does want to get us uh, like officially, we, he wants to get us 501c3 for a comedy church. Yeah. So. There used to be an organization that sold franchises. All right. So you could be a 501c3. It was called the Universal Life Church. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, well, this, is how, this is how you make this. Is how you, you pay them $1,600 to get the franchise, okay? Uh-huh. Then you would take your salary, all right, and deposit it in the Universal Life Church checking account. All okay. Right? And those people would take that as a charitable contribution. Oh. Look at okay? that. Wait, you hold on. Is this, what's it called again? Universal? You want to know? You know what? These people are all in jail. I <laughs> know. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. No, it's did called you the not Universal. Listen? It was called I'm, Universal Life Church. Did you not hear? I'm doing a fraud podcast. That sounds wonderful. As one of the one of the frauds that we talk about, Universal Life Church coming to the Oh My Fraud podcast yeah, this November. Actually, this guy wrote to me. He does something with fraud during the. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll send you his name. He's okay. looking for. Uh, you know, to do, uh, well, you know what? If I get him on the podcast, okay, uh-huh. I, I, I don't know, I'll give you whatever you want. If they can help you, it's on Freud. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Sounds good. All right. And I'll, hey, if you can get us on your platform, great. All right. And by the way, you don't have to sell tickets to get on the platform. Okay. okay. It's good. free trains, free trains. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I like free trains. <laughs> I don't know why they came up with this platform stuff and all that. Anyway. Yeah, it's... All right. So is there anything else you want to share with me before I leave for the day and you know, <laughs> go, go out there and think about and try to try to figure out where your, your wife is, who you who you abandoned for her ear uh, surgery? Well, you know, a few minutes ago, I heard some, <laughs> something rolling upstairs. Now, it's either someone uh, is robbing the house. Right. Or uh, your wife was home yeah. safely. Yeah. Uh, Let's hope that's yes. That's kind of the Schrodinger's cat of your upstairs right now. You got to go figure out what what's going uh, on. We don't have any cats. We you have any pets? You have any pets? I, I do. I have two cats, and one of them I have to put outside, or else he's going to want to be uh, the main your main guest. And the other one is she's she's shy and doesn't have the upper body strength to jump up on the table. Did the cat ever get angry at you? No, they love me, but but the outside one he loves to play rough. He'll he likes to bite and claw me just for fun. Well, we had one who, uh, his name was Fluffy. Okay. And uh, we go on vacation and we'd leave him with someone for, you know, a few days. All right. He would come back and he'd pee all over the carpet. Oh. He was angry. Yeah. He was mad at you. He's like, I'll yeah. teach you for taking a vacation. Yeah. We yeah. had to change our carpeting at least two or three times. <laughs> oh, you know, he was an expensive uh, fluffy. That, that. That, yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds pretty it was rough. a pain in the fluff. Let's just, yeah. 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 Sounds like it. <laughs> oh, Greg. Did I get that right? Yes. Greg. Yep. yep. That's the one. That's the, that's the right Greg, name. Yeah. AKA Jeff. 
AKA the comedy chitter, right? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, open that to all denominations. Oh yeah, it already is. We welcome we welcome all. We tell everybody comedy church, it's not pro-religion, it's not anti-religion, but it's just a little bit anti-religion. So are you making any uh, uh I mean I probably none of my business, but are you making money as being a comedian or is it just a hobby? It, uh yeah, no, it's uh, well, it depends on it depends on how you look at it. In terms of just doing show, I don't make a whole lot of money just doing straight stand-up shows, but do, with my experience in stand-up, that's what's opened the doors to doing a whole lot of other things uh, in the profession, from uh, emceeing accounting conferences to doing the CP the CPE classes that I do, uh, and that stuff is actually quite lucrative. So, and like I said, the thing that 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 brings those clients to me for that kind of stuff is the fact that I I'm a I do stand-up. So now uh, you might be interested in getting involved in that evolution. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like an exciting thing, you know, where you can pick your specialization. All right. Oh. I think once people realize what that evolution is, there's going to be a revolution. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, really, there is it now because no one's taking the exam. Right, right. There you go. All right. So your CPA one day will be worth a lot. Good. Well, it already is. I, I'm I'm so glad that I got my license, even though I've, I used it on one engagement uh, for basically one day when I was at, no, 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 I wasn't even licensed then. I was working under somebody. Yeah, I've never, I've never actually needed my license to do any of the work that I do, right, but I'm glad right, I have it because the street cred. Has it changed your life? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I love, I love my life now and I'm glad I made the changes that I did to leave, leave all, all those snot nosed kids at the middle school and become a, a CPA. It's, it was, I wonderful. hope they're not listening to this using they probably, words, snot they, nose. They, I, you know, <laughs> well, right. they probably wiped it by it's been, it's been, it's been over a decade since I did it. So they all know how to use a clean. That's some names now. we can call or <laughs> no, but there's this one kid. I think his name was Justin at, at, that if I met him in public and he punched me, uh, I'd be like, I probably deserve that for him. I was a great. Thing? What's his I, last I can't remember. Well, I maybe totally we can't. can get him on. Uh, maybe <laughs> on the Japanese. Group that's some. That, that's some. That'd be some good. That'd be some good TV right there. And Greg, you don't know this, but turn around. Justin's right here, and he just takes me out. Good. <laughs> good way to end a podcast. Yeah, I, that could be one of uh, what's his name's uh, books. You know what? <laughs> By the way, I was reading an article, and then you know, we'll, I'll let you go, but. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, okay? Uh, All right. She's coming out with two new Halloween movies. Oh. The last one, all right, last Halloween movie, uh, was she owns the whole thing, all right? Oh, okay. $230 million in gross. Jeez. Wow. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, that's amazing. That, see, that to me is entrepreneurship. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, maybe I'll make a movie about uh, uh, <laughs> Phil Myers. I can make it Phil Myers instead yeah. of yeah. yeah, there you go. I'll work on go. the script over the weekend. Okay, uh, all right. I'll, I'll punch it up for you. Hey, I really appreciate you doing this. And I apologize. I'm going to say I, I, I stood him up on one occasion. Okay. Oh, it, dude, it's uh, not. I, it hurts. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, well as, as the pastor of Comedy Church, Phil, I forgive you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I feel better now that you forgave me. Good, good. All right. Well, anything I can, can do. You, can you do 10 Hail Marys for me? No, I don't even know. Oh, oh, oh those kind, yeah. No, 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 I was thinking it. 
I'm Jewish. I don't know about Hail Marys. Yeah, I just uh, I just actually, if you look uh, on my actually on all of it, on any of the any of my social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, I just dropped a a, a Hanukkah cartoon. Um, so you should you should check that I think out. You're a little late on that, but uh, I, I'm going to say oh, early. No, I'd like to see. Yeah. Yeah. But we're I sell. Well, that's the thing. Some any of my holiday themed cartoons. I also uh, I've got what, a. what was the card? Tell me quickly. What's the card? It's got a picture of uh, of Judas uh, Maccabeus standing in front of his accountant, and his accountant has, is holding a piece of paper that says "budget request eight days of oil," uh, and the accountant is saying, "But last year you only needed one day of oil." <laughs> is that it? I mean, I think it's funny. Yeah, right? yeah. It, and then, and then is, the caption the caption says, "After the first Hanukkah, after the first Hanukkah." Budgeting became extra difficult for the Maccabees. That's what the that's that what the subtitle is. That's, I like that card. It's good. Right on. You should go to go listen, go to rubookcreative.com and that? you Let can me spell, it, spell that for me. R-U-B-O-O-K creative.com. They sell they, they sell greeting. It's all accounting themed merchandise, and they sell greeting oh, cards, really? and and that's a Hanukkah card that you can purchase. Through Rubook Creative of my stuff, so yeah, I once saw a real good card, uh, and it said, and I, I don't know if I should say, it, it says on the front, "Jesus may love you." Okay, uh, uh-huh. and then you open it up, and it says, "But the rest of us think you're an a-hole." You know, right? <laughs> nice, I love it. Well, that's there's a there's a Christmas card on there too that I'm also quite yeah, proud of that has has the wise men showing up uh, at in the manger with uh mary and joseph and jesus and they're handing over the gifts but one of the one of the magi is saying um we were working off the idea that you were already set up as a 501 c3 it's the that's good thanks we should discuss this for the whole 45 minutes <laughs> so, you know. i could i could have had like samples to show you and if you look at this one yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah you could have gotten rid of that pulp fiction thing and <laughs> just no. had those had those behind me just yeah. shape shameless self-promotion you could, you could have the movie exodus on there <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah yeah hey seriously it was good meeting you it was nice right? meeting you too and i would say to you and this would be hypocritical i hope to meet you one day but i don't plan on going to salt lake city <laughs> <laughs> well i love i love maryland uh, I, I performed at the Laugh Factory in Baltimore uh, oh, really? at one point. Yep. So I've been I've been out there. Great city. It's pretty cool. How Baltimore it's, uh, is great. Great. Yeah. I mean, it's you know what? It did have some problems. Seriously, it did have some problems. Yeah. Well, I, I've 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 learned that from the hit TV show The Wire is that it's not it it's it's got you know. Every- I met one of those guys. <laughs> I was on it. I was going on the Amtrak. Yeah. I, I'm behind this guy, and I, I don't know what his name is. I say, weren't you on that TV show Homicide? Because <laughs> they have a big, they filmed Homicide in Baltimore at the time. Oh, okay. All right? And he says, yeah. He says, uh, Richard Belzer was on the show with me. Oh. All right? He's a good friend of Richard Belzer. And now he's okay. in Paris. But anyway, uh, he told me his name. I don't remember it. But he says, I've also been on The Wire. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then you told him that you do a CPA review exam course. And now that guy's a licensed CPA because, because I've heard that you that. have like I a 93% pass rate. Oh no, on the we, have, we have 102%. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Can't, can't of us scores. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, take care. Stay well. And, uh, 
No, seriously, I'll, I'll, you know what? I hope I always try to keep in touch with the people. Okay. And yep. I'm keeping you. I kept you longer than probably you wanted to be kept. All right. Because you're a kept man right now. But That's no, right. It's, right. Yeah. I am. Okay. I am but, right now. Yeah. Until you finally release me, I am. <laughs> you want me to, uh, what's that song? Please release me. Let me go. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. I take care. And, and hey, we will have, absolutely have a be in touch. summer and you stay safe and stay Okay. Well. Okay, I will. You too. Thanks, Phil. You're very welcome. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to CPA Review and more. This is Phil Yeager, and we will see you again for another show. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Yeager CPA Review and more. As a token for our appreciation for your listenership, we'd like to offer you 10% off your next purchase with Yeager CPA Review. Save between $50 to $150 with code PODCAST10. If you'd like more information, look us up on JaegerCPAReview.com. And as always, if you've enjoyed this show, please rate and review on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to you tuning in next time.